This is No Kizzy with Trizzy, hosted by Latrell McCoy. We talk about the greatness that's come out of Raleigh, North Carolina, whether it's sports, community, or business. We highlight successful stories of people that have made it happen for themselves and their families and talk about what it took for them to become successful. No Kizzy. Yo, welcome to another episode Kizzy with Trizzy. And I got, you know, two special guests. My dogs, Neem and Jay Lons. This club shit, man. A lot of people, believe it or not, think I seen it with both of y'all. Like, they think it happened overnight. I just want y'all to talk a little bit about, like, the ups and downs of it. Like, the beginning stage, you know what I'm saying? What was you right there? 13. I did my first sweep. Like, it ain't 16, but it was 13. You was 13 years yeah, old? 13 years old. My peoples let me get the crib. We daggone. Made flyers, like handwritten flyers. Right. Made copies, printed them off. Colton had one first. And then I was like, you know what? Because my birthday is literally 30 days after his. So I was like, I'm going to do one too. And then it was like, oh, this it. I love this party thing. Know what I mean? And then it was like high school, we doing parties at barbershops because the clubs won't let us do no parties because obviously you're not drinking and we underage. So we selling waters and I don't know. That's like pretty much where it started at Riverside. 13. I'm just yeah, mind boggled at this point. And me, a lot of my guys, man, we started in 11th grade. It was kind of like the first party. We had a group that was like real, real popular in Durham. I feel like I've been telling this little story like a lot lately. That shit then got crazy. We started, it was called. What's UTS stand for? Untouchables. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was called UTS and it was a lot of, it was like, it, it grew real, real big. I'll never forget we threw our first party. It was probably like five miles from Hillside. It was at like the AKA Center. And I think the shit got so crazy. Some girls in my class, I ain't gonna call them out because they might see this. And they, call them out. They fuck call, it. Fuck it. Yeah, we, we call them out. I don't we'll call them out. <laughs> I, I, I tell them this. It was, I think it was Camille and motherfucking Glory. And I remember we was promoting the damn, we was promoting it. was like, I ain't going to that shit. Y'all niggas throwing parties and shit like that. Next thing you know, yeah, the party got shut down because they shut it down. What did they do to shut it down? I don't think I've ever even quoted this like this before. AKA Center was it was built like a house. It's funny to even say it was built like a house, and they knocked down one of the windows. And I guess somebody from the venue ended up finding out, and they came us and we got to shut this down. It went a little left from there, but from there, man, we ain't. I technically I can't say we, but from there I really ain't stopped, and it like progressed and progressed and. So like James said, out of high school, we got to where we was at now. So, so when y'all started fucking with each other? We always been rocking with each other and, and keep it hot. You yeah. know what I mean? Keep it hot. Mm. And and that's really where it formed. Yeah. Before we even got close, it was like, who's this nigga? Like, it was a comment. So I was like, well, he got to be somebody because he's doing what Sam. We, it's relatable. You know, so. To a scenario when it ain't like a lot of people that you can relate to on type thing. So relationship with James clicked instantly. You know what I mean? Right. We had something to talk about. It was something to, something to laugh about. 
What would you, what would y'all tell like a young person that's like trying to get started in this shit? How, what would you say? How would you go about doing it? It's kind of two different, two different things that you could say with it. Because I think when I started, it won't no social media. It won't necessarily a social media thing. So like you really had to get in the streets or like Facts. the way you, the way it's done now, it's total opposite of how it was when we started. Like a lot of people today, they can throw a party off social media, but with no name, but I doubt could probably do it without a social media. When it first started, motherfuckers got to know you a little bit because they'd be like, who is this throwing a party? But I, I probably would tell uh, younger kids that it's, it's a lot of things that we do that you don't see. You know what I mean? Sure. That, that it's, it's same thing with sports. We used to hoop like if Trail was his head, that's where I met him first. You know what I mean? But same things with sports, the people that's like really good, they do a lot of shit that you don't see them doing. You know what I mean? And, and then it just look easy. Yeah. For everybody. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I would say you will have to find you something because a lot of people like get discouraged because they think what works for another person should work for them. So I think you really should just find what works for you and perfect that because what you trying to get out of it might not be the same thing as another person trying to get out of it. Jay? And what you would tell them? It's a grind. Anything that you want to be successful in definitely comes with a grind. The weird thing, though, is that, like, right now, you can hop on Instagram, we can shoot DMs and text people. But back in the day, we was like hand in hand with flyers, going to apartment complex, hit a whole apartment complex, hit the parking lot, daggone pull up the schools, flood all the cars with, with the flyers. And it was like introducing yourself. Hey, how you doing? I got a party this weekend. I want you to come out. You and your girls, like it's on us. As soon as y'all get there, y'all can walk in with us. Like it was that being outgoing or having that charisma and like being able to create that vibe because it's all about energy at the end of the day you know what i mean so your energy on a thousand everybody gonna see that and then they gonna want to come like marcus for instance when we do parties together if i'm slacking or if he feel like we slacking he be like yo i need that energy i need that energy that's really the formula for you know us getting to where we are right now i don't know who came up with this r&b wednesday shit i want to know about that i got a kind of credit Reckless, Reckless got the venue. Wreck. Shout out Wreck, baby. Got the venue, and he immediately called me, and I was kind of like, the deal that we got was, like, outrageous for promoters to get when you're doing stuff. It was kind of like, I don't give a fuck if it won't work or not. We're going to try this shit to see if it works, because if it fucking works, it's going to hit. I told Rec, I'll never forget it. He wanted to do hip-hop, and I said, niggas do hip-hop on Friday and Saturday. It's like, it's not going to be an initiative to come on Wednesday because it's kind of like it's going to, club going to feel like it feel Friday and Saturday. So I told him, I said, if we do it, we need to do some shit that um, niggas ain't doing. And then I was just living in, in D.C. at the time, and then I was kind of like studying out-of-town parties and shit like that work. And I was like, yo, should do an R&B party. And then I was noticing that, like, in major cities, they go out during the week. Raleigh-Durham in this area was such, like, a Friday, Saturday city. It was like niggas was just waiting on the weekend 
And if you won't doing nothing, technically, them two days, it won't shit to do. And then I also was realizing, like, this area was growing, like, money-wise. A lot of motherfuckers was getting money. You could see it. It was obvious. So it was like, you going out during the week, you got to have a little bit of coin. Because you're not necessarily a Friday, Saturday cat. So I was just like, yo, let's do Army Wednesday. And it ended up turning into what it turned into. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I would say Ray got the venue, but as far as in the name, I kind of said that with what we, where we running with it right now. But there's a lot of people from the start that with us too. So whenever I talk about this, I never don't forget like Rose was actually with us right when we started, but Rose Bar wasn't open. You know what I mean? And when Rose Bar actually opened, he went to his way because he had to focus more on what he had to do with his own situation and it wasn't a bad blood or nothing like that. And then Luns kind of came along, I want to say, a few months when the link, like before the link was about to close. I never forget it because I remember when he hit me and I was like, we weren't really rocking with niggas on the party because we didn't really need nobody to add to it. So it was just like, I remember telling Rhett, we're going to put Luns on. And then Luns came rocking with us from... Started with my birthday. Yeah, yeah, his birthday. He came rocking yeah. with us during the link and then we took it to Solus and pandemic hit and then he was with us from Solus so he rolled over in the high you know what I mean hey shout out to B-Rose too by the way shout out to my OG B-Rose yeah. shout out to Rose another question for both of y'all like with this shit could y'all see yourself opening a club one day how y'all feel about this that situation out of everybody that promote like y'all are like those guys will come to this for real. Opening your own club can't do nothing but help. That's how I feel, honestly. It has its pros and cons. But, yes, it's in the works. I'm saying to have something soon. But I definitely feel like that's something that I want to do has been a goal. I don't necessarily say full-out cub for me, though. Like, I want food. Like, I want, like, restaurant, bar, turn up, like, atmosphere where you can get everything in one place. Like, whether it's just a lounge or you just want to smoke hookah or you want to come turn up, get a section, pop bottles, or you want to get real good food and then go home early so you can get, like, all aspects at one time. You know what I mean? I think kind of that's probably... The outside looking in, that's definitely what the goal you probably perceive. But that go back to what what I said, what you would tell somebody younger, like, do what work for you. You know what I mean? I think, of course, eventually I would want to, but I think what I got going on right now, a lot of people that I know that are owners, they ain't the happiest. The shit ain't um, sweet. Like, it ain't, like, it's real life shit that come with being an owner's. Honestly, I feel like a lot of people don't really know what it's like to, like, do an event week to week. You know what I mean? Like, it's like... A lot of people yeah, don't. Yeah, like, it's... You excited about your big bang, and then you wake up as an owner, you... I got to be here next week. And you might not have more big bang in you. You might be drained out from your last week, big bang. You get what I'm saying? So for me, of course, on the outside looking in, it might be like, yo, you need to own a club tomorrow. And for me, it's, I ain't in no rush. I know what other people 
doing number-wise as an owner, I'm damn near competing with them weekly, and I don't even pay rent nowhere. You know what I mean? So it's like, I ain't necessarily forcing that. If you was to ask me, I would say I'd rather open um, a strip club before I was to open a 10 to 2 club, to be honest, with because the strip club, you can be open with from 8 to 4 or 5 in the morning. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you do food, you can do hookah. Thing is, you can keep your doors open. You know what I mean? Like, for me, I'd rather a strip club because, say, I got a popping party. After my party, I can send everybody to my house spot or something like that. You know what I mean? So just to that nature, I want a club, but the politics and everything with this shit right now, like, I ain't technically, like, in no rush with it. Like, for me, firsthand, though, like, I've been side Brent, so I've been seeing him hands-on every day, running the club, owning the club, and... I see what he go through, like, firsthand. Man, it's a real deal. You think about it. You just went through COVID. Like, a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people won't spending no money. Well, shout out to the PPP people because they came through and showed love. You know what I mean? But, nah, it's it's real deal, man. And he put me in a, a position as well to also see what it's like to be a managing partner. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to shout out to Brent too. Shout out to my dog Brent, man. So what's the what's y'all had one like down like what is what would you say the cons would be situation? In every situation there's pros and cons. So every man, I'ma let Marcus answer that because Marcus has had more relationships with owners then I, I I can say that I have had I would say um, the main con probably or it's not really like a main one but I will say that a lot of these guys they kind of like you sometimes relationships can like deter things you know what I mean with this situations and if if you're relying on somebody probably as an owner to make your thing go and if things go left with that person and that person goes somewhere else i've seen times nightclubs die down you know what i mean because this person was the person that made it hold on so you saying as the promoter if you go somewhere say somebody could say this place ain't popping and motherfucker don't if motherfucking name and marcus ain't in nah, there nah, i don't nah, have to say that nah. that's what you meant to say <laughs> nah because i've i've yeah, I don't. I, I, nah, 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 nah. I will try to go that far with that shit, but nah. Relationships is, is key as far as in good business, and then it's a lot of politics that you see as far as in, like, when I say that they don't see, you got ALE matters, you got fire marshal matters, you got a lot of stuff that's out of your control matters. You know what I mean? Things that you don't even have control over that could happen to you on that night. I've seen times... A owner got tons of thousands of lot dollars a line and bringing an artist, and you can't really tell the people that you can't open because yo such and such paperwork ain't right. But why you come run up on me the night I got this big artist to tell me my paperwork ain't right? You get what I'm saying? Oh, like so, somebody else will come up and say that shit. Ale, fire marshals, Man, different things. Take us a call, like yeah, just, just yeah. I, now. I've I've been a part of parties where that hate has happened though. We have a big party plan, and somebody on the other side will be like, you know what? They about to win tonight. 
oh, we going to call this people or somebody get them to show up and shut our stuff down. And then, and all the people go to the other spot. Like, it's been happening for years, though. It ain't nothing new. That's just a part of the game. You just got to eat it. But it happens all the time. That's wicked. A lot of people get into this game, we going to be honest, and they doing it to get females, and they think that's what come with it. But once they get into it, they see what you're really dealing with when you get into it. They probably don't even want to really deal with it that much. It's, I ain't going to say the party game, just like the the drug world or another kind of world but it, it got its own layers of like things that of surfaces that it'd be things going on that people don't even know you know what i mean and motherfuckers just keeping it copacetic you get what i'm saying one thing with the with this with me i practice longevity and i respect longevity so as far as in like the guys like tex and rose and like a lot of these guys like cream and even to tim is in that era with them too like a little bit like Motherfuckers that's been doing this 10 plus years and shit like that, that shit is hard. You know what I mean? I'm blessed. I ain't got no job that I wake up. I can wake up when I want to. You get what I'm saying? But a lot of people, a lot of people are throwing parties and it's it's not a a great night every night. You get what I'm saying? Like things don't, we not going to sugarcoat this and make you feel like motherfuckers is walking home with the damn jackpot every damn night. You know what I mean? It damn sure look like it. Just, just be real with y'all. I'll be like, damn, them niggas. I ain't gonna say, I ain't gonna say, um, we've been blessed, but I'm just speaking of outside people. We humble. Nigga trying to be humble in here. You got your good days and your bad days. Yeah. Like everything a wave. That was catch that wave, you gonna ride that motherfucker. Yeah. Then, no, sometimes you got your lows and you got to revamp and make sure everybody get that energy. Like I was talking about earlier, you got to get that energy back. Find out what that is for you guys. You know what I mean? So everybody different. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. No kizzy. What's the wildest shit that happened a girl did to you in the club? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm single now. She understands me. <laughs> oh, she this, understands. Was, this was before you. Anyway. Oh, man. Uh, I will say... We've been doing this a long time when I say this. So when I say what I'm about to say, don't think this is who I am right now. Okay. But shout out Chris Neal. During the Chris Neal went to UNC. Okay. And I, in the beginning, I could test it with me and Brent. That's when Brent, we was around each other a lot during these days. Man, Jesus. We used to be in Franklin Street before Raleigh, before we came to Raleigh. Okay. Before we came to Raleigh, we was in Chapel Hill. That's where the bar crawls, everything, all that. We, Oh, man, we was in Chapel Hill just like we in Raleigh right now. And during those days, I ain't going to say we old, but we was a little bit younger. You know what I mean? Right. We was a little bit younger. And college days and during them days right there, UNC parties used to be real, real special. And I'm, I'm going to keep it PG because my mama followed me on the ground. But, right. there's been times that things happen inside the club and you walk back inside the club that's all I'm saying inside the club that's all I'm saying I can't believe you went out like that so you had a threesome in the club alright that's a bad we know Casamigos went out then but it was the Hennessy during them days Definitely had a threesome off the Henny. The hen dog. The Henny do something different. It's crazy. I never really didn't fuck with the Henny like that. Yeah, niggas was drinking never. Henny back then. We we tequila now though. So what about you, Lance? I mean, you know, typical shit like titty, pussy all out, finger pop, 
some crazy shit, man. Just being young, man. Like you get older, and then you start realizing that if a girl want to do that, you like, boy, get me away from her for sure. <laughs> like <laughs> hell no. When you was younger, you just wild, man. And I just keep it at that. So, so basically, you telling us you had a threesome, and then a, you was fingering a girl, and then. Had her titties out and God, going out. fast, <laughs> going <laughs> everything meat to meat. I'm Look, like everything. <laughs> everything. All right, no kizzy. I I personally know y'all motherfuckers get tired of hey yo go hey yo go get lines hey go get at the door man. I be I be back there looking. I be like this shit is crazy. But I ain't gonna front though. It's changed a lot because now we at a point where it's, man, everybody getting money. Bro, just pay to get in. I got bills. Like, people don't even be knowing. Marcus, like, bro, we be having expenses. I don't know why people don't know. Like, yo, we be, we be having to pay bills at the end of the night. Like, this shit ain't, we just think we just got the spot for free. Hell yeah. Like, nah. So, pay. And then, if you are on the guest list, you are an important person. You know what I'm saying? And you know that you on the guest list. So if you know you ain't on the guest list, then go ahead and just pay the dub. Like, it don't be it don't be outrageous, not unless you want to be superstar and get there at 1 o'clock. But if you get there at a timely manner, just pay the dub. Just pay the $20. Man. Pay the dub. All right, damn. <laughs> oh, man. You mean you don't want no input in this? You can tell how big the party is on the day of. And what you mean? You hear from motherfuckers you ain't heard from since third grade. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like, oh, and then motherfuckers will hit you up mad aggressive. Like, yo, you saw my car. Like, yeah, I ain't talked to you in 20 years. Right. Like, like, everybody, the, the, the key word for, I think, 2021 for me was entitlement. Yeah. I think everybody I know, I don't know if it was the PPP loans. I don't know if it was uh, <laughs> the stimulus checks. I don't know if it was... Everybody's a superstar. I don't, I don't know what happened after this pandemic, but niggas that wanted to get in, that was just happy with paying 10. They were booth niggas now. Everybody was different. Everybody was different. And I, I, I would just say entitlement has gone real wild. And I blame social media that, because motherfuckers are getting 800 to 1,100 likes now and everybody acting different and, Nobody can wait in line, and nobody can. It's just, yeah, I love it though, cause I um, I like um seeing people who are better than themselves and start turning their lives up. Is that better in yourself though? Nah, but what I can tell a motherfucker feeling themselves when they start acting different. Everybody entitled to feel how they feel though. Yeah, so. <laughs> to a I, I, extent, I, I was about to say, I, I, know, I know no Kizzy with Trizzy, and I could just, I would pay to see him in my shoes with people. Atkin, like, I can handle it. Yeah, I know him. He would not. He would. Be he would be like that bitch hide. I could see him looking at this phone like, "What she talk about?" Like I could. I just couldn't imagine it. But now nah, I love it though. I love what come with it. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't about to down talk none of nobody or nothing like that. But it is funny just seeing. I've had somebody tell me I hate you, or whatever, and then let let it be a big popping party. You the unblock go from green to blue. I hate this message. I thought I was blocked. Like, I Yo, this the message I hate today at a party. What you doing tonight? Ooh. 
Come on, man. You know what the fuck I'm doing. You, you the top 25 person in my story, watcher. <laughs> and you about to ask me, what am I doing? Girl, are you crazy? <laughs> I'm about to hide you from my story. Crazy tell. Crazy right tell self. Crazy <laughs> tell self, man. All right. No kidding. What's, what's the, what's y'all favorite city to party in? In all of America. I said, it'd be hard for you to ask me. Yo, I be. Man. I lived in Atlanta for a while, so Atlanta was like that. Shout out to my guys, Derek Shells, Ant, Corey. I learned a lot from them in the party game. But uh, nevertheless, the A, nothing like the A. Like, you could do anything in there. They walk around in that motherfucker with cigarellos. Nigga, you buying cigarellos. <laughs> they selling weed right down the, in the you club. Know, in the club, nigga. <laughs> like, where you partying, hookah. The bot you can hold your bottles, you know what I'm saying? So that was like the top tier moment for me, like living in Atlanta partying. But you can't not say Miami because Miami is the weather's always amazing. If you want to be on your boozy shit, you go to the to LA. You know what I'm saying? But people be sleeping on Houston, man. I really like Houston. Oh Yo, I fucking love Houston. Matter of fact, when P was there, bro. Mm-hmm. Oh my. Like, Houston is different, man. Like, because you right there on that border, too. So you got the mix. Y'all know where I'm going with it. Yeah, everything's we, bigger yeah. in we, Texas. We, we talk about Houston. We're going to have to do no kissy only fans on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking weird. We up, man. But I would say uh, my best experiences have been in. Miami, just because of my one of my best friends, Wes. Okay, like that's where shit. A lot of shout out to Wes. Yeah, like that's Winwood West. Hey, look, my uh, West. Brickle West. Right, he is everyday Miami. Yeah. It, it might need to be his last name now. Shit, <laughs> that ass though. But yeah, I would say Miami for me, man. Like party wise, like it's the vibe from anything from hip hop to top forty to. Spanish night, like right. just all that shit. Like you gonna, it's gonna be a vibe regardless. Go ahead, Marcus. Go ahead, tell him what you gonna Marcus, say, man. Come on, man. You, man. I don't even think it's a secret with me at this point. I I'm, can't believe you ain't got no crib. That yet. I'm there twice a shit to my Miami. Oh, this nigga be you be in R and B on Wednesday and then Miami Thursday morning. I'm like, I think on a private flight to Miami, did you? It's Miami for me for many different reasons, but from being here in North Carolina, and it's nothing against it because um, you ask for what you're doing. If that's the case, you wouldn't do what you're doing. But I really, I like going places where I ain't motherfucking memeing. You know what I'm saying? And I can, like, really have a good time and not worry about if I threw up in the motherfucking club, it's on Instagram. Neiman was fucked up last night. Oh, <laughs> you shut up. If I wanted to kiss a girl in the club, I could do it. Or anything that doesn't revolve going viral in the RDU the next <laughs> and being the motherfucking talk of the town for two days. I love it. I like nobody with clothes in Miami. The spots that we can go to in Miami with fucking a Nike fucking t-shirt and some shorts and be chilling. And we can smoke weed everywhere. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And the women are different. Yo, sure. um, Miami just make, for me, my dog, Nigel, he down in there. 
Shout out to Nigel. Going wild. I talked to Pete yesterday, Nigel. I'm jealous. I will say that when you look at this. Yeah. But um, going down there, it's just, it's like new air. Like it just motivate. It's a motivational city too. For me, what I do this and it's so constant weekly, sometimes the RDU don't motivate me no more. You know what I mean? Or I need to go somewhere and see some shit to come back excited steal some shit that they doing down there to bring back. I ain't gonna lie. Or just anything like that. Like, motive, Miami is the one city outside of Houston is what it was, I mean, what it is. But it had its heyday for a nigga like on the RDU and PB in there. But right. Miami for me, all day up and down, Brickell City Center, you know what I mean, Wynwood, everything, yeah. Right. And Booby Trap. Okay, Booby Trap. Yeah. Hey, and this is another thing that you need to fucking steal. Hey, man, tell the DJ to play some new music. <laughs> like, we don't got no love, babe. Oh, don't worry. We can do all that. My boy, <laughs> my boy do all that shit. We need to get the fifth, 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 fifth. don't hear no love, baby. No dub, baby. Niggas in here listening to Petey Pablo. Shout out to Petey Pablo, bro. I fuck with you, Petey. But we don't want to hear you in the club, though. We need to retire dreams and nightmares. I don't know oh, if y'all hearing that out here. We need to God. retire dreams and nightmares. And swag surfing. Oh, my uh, God. And I, it's going to hurt me to say this, but oh, let's do it, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a few songs that need to get retired. I mean, of course, Army Wednesday is what I do is, is 85% R&B. We do like maybe 25, 30 minutes of what the latest is. But on Friday and Saturdays, I, when I'm somewhere, I try my best to play the newest shit but then you also gotta blame the djs ryan i love him i love him in the motherfucking dj i love him to death you'll see someone about the damn hey wreck shout out to wreck wreck play new music yeah i ain't even gonna lie to you my dog do music he ain't up there spinning and turning around but he gonna play some new shit for y'all i'm gonna tell you that i'm gonna tell you that right now but not in djs if you're watching no kids with trizzy man we retiring them three start of march please got the february to do them all (laughs) show All right, that's a wrap, though, fellas. I appreciate y'all. Appreciate you, brother. No yeah. doubt. Be out of here. <clears throat> that was a little long. Respect. <laughs>